0: We are back. So I have a question for everyone, and I have to tell you ahead of time that I already know the answer. <laughs> so, do you need money now? Would you love to know how to get free leads with no referral fees? I bet you would. You know, it's interesting as I was writing that title. So Julie writes the content; I write the titles. Um, it's so fascinating to me how many of you listening right now have only been in real estate during a era where it's been so normalized to buy leads, especially buyer yes. leads. Mm-hmm. I, I feel sorry for you, truthfully. That's the only way for me to say it. You just think naturally that a referral fee has to be figured into every single transaction you do. And it's absolutely not true. The, the reality of it is, is that referral fees on any – look, an agent-to-agent agent uh, referral fee, that's one thing. But buying your business from some of these portals and some of these other companies and paying 40% and more – Uh, for a referral fee is truthfully insane it's a sign of lead generation and competence and there's so many easy free ways to generate leads out there that you just i don't know look i'm going to assume that most of you haven't been exposed to a lot of the things that julie and i teach in premier coaching let alone on this podcast about lead generation i'm going to give you all a hall pass remember those (laughs) where you can under, where you basically, I'm going to say, well, you haven't heard of these things before because you've only been coming up in real estate during this era of buying leads and the people who you've been exposed to your office managers, your brokers, your team leaders, they themselves have only been in the business for say 15 years or less. So you're all sort of part and parcel from this, you know, from the same lack of, I think, education regarding the fact that leads are the easiest thing in the world to, to generate uh, and you don't have to buy them and you don't have to give all your margin away and you can do, you know, obviously you can build a very lucrative business, uh, never having to pay referral fees if you chose to. So what we're going to be focusing on today is one of the core elements that should be as Julie and I will, you know, teach you guys in our coaching program and our book, Harris rules. It's the first spoke on your lead generation wheel, which is going to be how to really, truly drill down and get business from centers of influence and past clients. And Julie, you have some stories that you wanted to share with all these guys.
1: Yes, that's right. I'll give you uh, three quick examples, and then we're going to systematize this as best we can on a podcast. Again, this is not coaching. This is exposing you to something to pursue, and then you get the drill down in coaching. Okay, so these are shout outs. Anybody who has business, speaking of agent-to-agent referrals, totally fine. Different than buying leads. Okay, so Jenny Wells in Hilton Head, South Carolina. These are all personal elite clients of mine. Uh, She moved from Maine to Hilton Head, and so some of you listening don't have a vast center of influence or maybe not any past clients in, for whatever reason in your town or your new town. So she has followed the system that we're going to talk about today and put together how is she going to build her center of influence? How is she going to pursue more uh, influence in the real estate world? She has joined a combination of things Bocce ball, Rotary Club, yacht club, book club, and meals on wheels. those that's the short list. She's doing uh, more than that. And if you're somebody that doesn't have a vast center of influence, maybe you didn't grow up in the town that you're selling in then you need to do more than you think.
0: I think it's worth noting, Julie, that none of the things that are on her list of things to do to generate centers of influence and in past clients are obviously centers of influence primarily because she's in a new market. Yep. I'm going to guess she enjoys doing all of those things.
1: Indeed, and, the, and you'll <laughs> notice they're also appropriate to her market. She's yep. in Hilton Head, so of course there is a yacht club. Maybe if you're in Iowa, you don't have a yacht club. That's Everyone okay. should
0: be adding pickleball to their source of centers <laughs> of influence, past I know. clients. I mean, crazy. We're going to have to get our act together I know, on we that. have to learn pickleball. Okay,
1: so speaking of pickleball. Ball. You read my mind. Jeannie Adenolfi, avid pickleball player, actually has a court in her yard. Okay. She is on the church planning committee. She does uh, neighborhood walks with friends all the time. And of course she talks
0: about real estate. That is such a killer way.
1: And she sells in her neighborhood. Know, so why hilarious. not? Right? Yep. Exactly. Okay. And Tammy Irby in Northern Virginia, she has a plan to do monthly dinner parties all with different themes. She does a different mixture of 12 to 15 guests. Some of them are past clients. Some of them are professional sphere. I think one time she had a mortgage person there. And she's just doing a mix and match. And they have fun. They cook dinner together. They sit down at the table together. These are just some ideas what some of our coaching clients are doing to expand their centers of influence.
0: And so when Julie and I lived in Georgetown, Texas, uh, we we didn't sell real estate there. But we talk about all the time going to Orange Theory. We're telling you guys it's an organized workout thing, in case you don't know what it is. But we talk about that because of the fact that you know we were there to work out and make friends. That's always nice. And we weren't there to generate real estate leads. Julie and I were not working with buyers or sellers. We're out of the real estate business in the selling sense. We're just 100% coaching. Um, and then obviously helping agents uh, join EXP. And we would generate, I don't even know how many leads out of the Orange Theory class that we referred all to, primarily our coaching clients. Mm -hmm. So we would generate leads just from going there, just, you know, and we're we're not walking in there as Mr. and Mrs. Real Estate, but obviously it's going to come up in conversation and then we start generating leads. It didn't even take that long. But look, we weren't going there with the intent of generating leads. We are going there with the intent of working out, but... Just essentially, subconsciously, I imagine conversations would lead back to real estate. Obviously, Julie and I, you know, love that topic. And the next thing you know, for sure, we're you know basically generating leads. And we sold one of the head coach, actually the head coach. Mm-hmm. We referred uh, him out to one of our um, you know other coaching clients in yes. Georgetown. The whole thing. So the moral of the story is: is if you believe leads are hard to get, then you're kind of blind. You're like the horse the blinder on. Because here's the thing: and Frederick Eklund, who's going to be a guest on our podcast in June. You know, you guys might remember him from Bravo TV. So he said something once when I had him on the show years ago. He said, Tim, every time I walk out, this is when he was living in Manhattan. Every time when I walk out of my Manhattan uh, apartment, I am surrounded by opportunity because everywhere I look is somebody that has to buy or sell or lease real estate, right? There are no, there's no shortage of humans ever that need to do a real estate transaction. I want you, some, some of you guys might see that as a mindset of abundance and it certainly is, but see it for what it is. Every single human around you forever needs to buy or sell real estate, not needs to right away necessarily. Some of them are want to, but again, there is no such thing as a human who's not in or wanting to be in the real estate market. It never will be. All right. So get that wrapped around your head. No matter how old you are, you need a home to live in and maybe it's a home to lease. Maybe it's a home to buy. Maybe it's something to sell. Maybe it's multiple properties. So you, dear listener, were smart enough to get a real estate license And you actually, you're really far more brilliant than you think you are because you're actually selling something that everyone needs. (laughs) I mean, I don't know if you guys thought... And you
1: don't even have to stock it yourself in inventory. You don't have to buy your merch, right? (laughs) I don't know if you
0: ever thought about that, but a lot of people are in businesses where they sell things that not everyone needs. I mean, if you're selling like, you know, pickup trucks, not everyone needs a pickup truck. If you're selling... You guys get it? Not everyone needs a, a cupcake, right? Not everyone needs a lawnmower, but you're selling something that everyone always needs. I have to tell you, that is unbelievably brilliant because no matter what the interest rates do, who the president is, whether there's an alien invasion, um, and I'm not talking about from the borders, I'm talking about from different solar systems, right? What well, it doesn't matter. Whatever it is, everyone's always going, I'm just saying things sometimes make Julie laugh and that one worked. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Everything, uh, everyone will always lead back to real estate. And here's the really brilliant part, the market for real estate transactions, the market for the, the number of people that want to be buying or selling real estate, is at a historic high, like we've never experienced in the history of the United States. And I'm saying that with 100% confidence because of the demographics. There are so many people that are of the you know the age that they need to or want to buy a home, and there's so many people, millions and millions of people that are following them, um, you know that are also going to be in the same position uh, sooner than later. You are in the right place at the right time. Stop thinking leads are scarce and give yourself permission to stop spending ridiculous amounts of money, especially on buyer leads. It is insane. It'll make you broke. You'll never make profit from your real estate uh, business. And, you know, I assume at some point you actually want to have some profit so you can go out and you well, know go to the say. cupcake store and buy a cupcake.
1: Indeed. Very well put. (laughs) One would assume. Yes. So I know that. You know that. Most, many of our listeners and certainly our coaching clients know that. But what does the data show? Well, many surveys have shown that when somebody is making a decision about who they will hire to provide a service, they first ask, whom do I already know? That's 87% of the time. If they don't know someone, they then ask a trusted friend or advisor who they know. Maybe they know Jeannie from Pickleball, for example. That's 6% of the time. But only after those two questions are exhausted do they then turn to some kind of advertising, marketing piece, or entering their name on some uh, portal online.
0: I, so, let, let's drill down on this, yes. Julie. We're going to slightly modernize this. So yep. the research that Julie just shared with you has been around since forever when they started really intensely studying marketing and advertising, which would be in the 40s and the 50s, right, as in 19. 40s and 1950s so this is not new information but it's really important that you understand that you have to hire a roofer today and we probably do on one of our rentals I'm guessing Indeed. <laughs> sure enough all right so you have to hire a roofer today if you know a roofer that you already know love and trust I don't know if you could love your roofer but I mean you get the idea. a good job you love them <laughs> that's right all right you're going to call it the same roofer that you've used in the past right you're going to do that and most people do 87% of the time folks are going to use the same service provider as they have before. They're going to use the same agent as they have before. At least they're going to call the person. Like Julie might have Bob's roofing and he did a great job, uh, but she calls Bob and Bob doesn't call her back or Bob's too busy or something gets fumbled. She's then maybe going to go on to the next roofer. But for the most part, people you've used in the past are the people you're going to lean into the most. Now. Um, we needed a roofer on one of our properties in Texas, and Julie didn't know a roofer in Texas to use as say on that example. So she asked a, a, a she asked a contractor that we use if he knew a roofer that he obviously trusted, and he did. And so that's how we ended up finding the roofer. That's, that's
1: the other six percent of the time.
0: Exactly. So that's what's really important. You guys get it. So what's going to happen is the first thing everyone does is they go to who do I know. And if they don't know anybody, then they're going to go asking for a trusted friend or a referral to get somebody that they know, love and trust, frankly. Who do you know that actually is a great roofer? But here's what's interesting that's happened with social media is in some cases – the, so the last group of people are essentially the people that are going to respond to an ad and it's a tiny percent almost l- always less than 5% every time Julie and I've seen this information published anywhere so in essence nobody responds to an ad you didn't get that quite right by the way so nobody responds to an ad um, and or virtually nobody so social media lives in this middle ground between being a pure ad and being one of the you know the percent of the, essentially what place you'd go for a source for a referral, right? In other words, you don't know somebody. So social media lives somewhere in that, sort of happy middle ground but you really where you truly want to be is in that first group where virtually everyone makes their decision who they're gonna use hopefully that makes sense well
1: right you want to be the one that is that first category I already know Tim I maybe I know you because you were my past agent and if I don't I know you because I work out with you or because a trusted friend or advisor told me about you right and we're
0: not gonna to get to all of our notes Julie's giving me the you know shut up and let me get to my notes uh, <laughs> hand okay. movements but here's the moral of the story the notes were always in the show description they're down below on YouTube. They're everywhere. You can, uh, if you're listening to us, just open up the description, you'll see them. If they get clipped, iTunes does that. Sometimes you can pop over to timandjillyharris.com and get all of our notes Our full, you know, you know, notes are always there. Um, and also, while you're there, sign up for Premier Coaching. You can join Premier Coaching now for free. There's 100 to 200 of you that join Premier Coaching every single month. Why are so many agents joining Premier Coaching? And why have so many agents joined Premier Coaching year in and year out? Because it is a proven system designed to work in all markets, all price ranges, and really offers ridiculous, tremendous value. In other words, you can join Premier Coaching today, and you can get full access to the first level of Premier Coaching, including a daily semi-private coaching call for free. You have no risk. We want you to... Try it without having any fear. Realize that it's for you, and then you're going to love it. That's what Premier Coaching is for. So scroll down below, click the link, or you can just go to premiercoaching.com. It's the next natural step for all of you who have become our regular podcast listeners, which is tens of thousands of you every single day.
1: All right, so I'm going to do these next three points because these are structural. I'm going to do these fairly quickly, and then we're going to talk about specifically how to expand your center of influence so more people know you and you are their first choice. They don't even go looking for anybody else. So first, point number one, you have to actually have an organized database with names, numbers, email addresses, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and other support information for each person. Now, this is a big point. You do not need a fancy CRM. You can use KV Core, for example, call each person uh, to update the rest of their profile. It's a great excuse to make those connections, right? Use your Ford conversation outline to make those calls fruitful. That's family, occupation, recreation, dreams. We do have podcasts about that. Number two, you have to actually speak with all of your contacts regularly. That means face-to-face, voice-to-voice, real contacts. A contact is a conversation with a decision-making adult about real estate if you have 200 people in your database and you speak with 10 per day on work days, you can actually speak to 100% of your list every single month. Why? Because there's 20 work days. You're making 10 contacts per day.
0: Uh, I just want to add a little note there. It's, we're asking you to call them. We give you scripts in Premier Coaching. We're not necessarily saying you're just going to have a real overt real estate conversation every single time. Matter of fact, truthfully, that's uh, inappropriate right. a lot of times. Uh, but we do want you to call them because we want you to be top of mind when it comes to, especially this time of year, when it comes to uh, folks thinking about real estate. If you mail them stuff, if you you know do stuff on social media, that's great. But those things supplement and add to the actual calls if you're wondering why you're not getting anything from your mailing and all the rest of it, it's because you're not doing the calls. Uh, if I remember very clearly Julie and I got seduced into just doing a dump bunch of mailers and whatnot when we were selling real estate, and it wasn't really working that great. The result kind of sucked, I mean, by comparison to things we've done in the past. So then we started calling the people in the marketplace, letting them know about new listings, the things we teach you guys to do, and our sales went through the flipping roof because we are reinforcing the you know what we are providing the community on the phone taking the time to call which they're always really thrilled and surprised we are doing and then we are also giving them information because uh, in, in the mail but remember guys everybody is interested in the real estate market in every market in every part of the country, in every price range, at all times. And if you become the purveyor, if you become their real estate information drug dealer, they're always going to want to say hello to you and listen to what mm-hmm. you have to say. That's what being having a uh, you know scripted approach to these calls uh, will allow you to have that perception in the mind of your consumers because you will be the again the purveyor of information that they want to hear. And we're going to teach you guys how to do that in a very high level, efficient, friendly way that will frankly induce them to want to send you referrals.
1: That's right. So an example of that actually talking to them and not being overly scripted. One of the things that Tammy that I mentioned earlier, Northern Virginia, that she's doing, when she calls her database, her current reason for calling is to offer them an updated CMA. Now, not all of them are going to want that, but the ones that do, she turns that into a really nice, it's like a clear backpack package. It's a very nice presentation of their CMA. And then of course she follows up. So that's one example of how to have a real conversation about real estate without being overly scripted.
0: Again, there's a whole system we teach you guys in Premier Coaching. Julie's got a call here in about 10 minutes, so she's going to have to jump. But really the essence of it is we are calling all your lists every single month You're going to call a certain number of people every day, I make a contact with a certain number of people every day. They're going to be looking forward to your call because, frankly, in many cases, you're going to be calling them with unbelievably brilliant uh, news Mm -hmm. about how their home is going up in value. You might be the best damn thing that happens to them every single month when you call them if you use our approach. It obviously works um and again it's not a real overt sort of you know there's no pressure in it whatsoever you're just calling and giving good news of what's going on in their home's value and then you're asking them if they'd like you to do a more in-depth study of their home's value aka a cma and those calls are totally fun they are you'll look forward to doing them because uh, the they'll react- love you. they'll love you i mean you're calling <laughs> when is the last time <laughs> hey julie uh, this this is tim listen i got you know um, I'm calling all my uh, you know, centers of influence, people I know, love and trust every single month, as mm-hmm. I promised I would, letting them know what's going on at their home's value. And I got great news for you. You know, your home last month went up almost a percent or half percent, which means that you, from when you bought the house to now, the house is now worth X more than when you paid for it. So I just wanted to let you know, you, you know, congratulations. You made a brilliant move. And just let them talk and let them thank you and let them you know
1: they might say, "Wow, well, thanks. I mean, that's great. Thanks for making my day."
0: Yeah, and then and then say, "Okay, great. Well, I'll let you know what's going on your home's value at the same time, same place. You know, next month. Oh, by the way, who do you know who's thinking about buying or selling real estate that I might be able to help?" And say something like that, and then you will start getting referrals. You will start getting a lot of referrals. So many more referrals for free. Referral fee free. Referral fee free. Right. Referrals. Free, that'll make your yeah. head spin. And you won't believe you spent so many, so much money on that, you know, forget me not seeds in April and the pumpkin pies in November. You won't believe you did it. Very
1: well put. So we have two categories. We have people who are already in your database who you should be doing these things t- uh, with, those conversations, those calls, those pop buys. And then we have another category, which is how to actually make your list grow, whether you're somebody that's new to the town or you just haven't been that great at this. Maybe you're a real introvert and your friend list is only 10 people long. So we have three categories and I work very hard with my elite coaching clients on this. The first category is first for a reason because you're most likely to do it. That's A, things that you like to do anyway. These are hobbies, sports, arts, working out at the gym or going on organized hikes. You'll be around like-minded people talking about mutual interests. You're going to use your Ford script. That'll be very natural in that environment. You can use meetup.com to find things that interest you, and you can try out new clubs to expand your contacts. I
0: want to close this loop just so they're very clear. 93% of everyone... Chooses who they're going to use at, for their next real, for for a real estate agent from somebody they already know, love, and trust, or they're going to get a referral from somebody they know, love, and trust. So ninety three percent of all consumers are going to be choosing an agent that way, not from media, not from social media, right. not from a direct mail postcard, from somebody from those two categories. If you're you being you doing something that you already have passion for, your sports and you're working out and your pickleball and the rest of it, you're going to be rubbing elbows to other humans with other humans that are also going. To be needing or wanting to buy or sell real estate or know somebody is. This is how you supercharge your business. And by the way, you can have a hell of a lot of fun doing it. It does require, for some of you, a hard reset on your approach to real estate because some of you are so mired in paid lead generation and funnels and all the rest of it. If you want to do all of the other, you know, the passive stuff, do it. But do the proactive stuff like what Julie and I just said first because it will put you in a position to help people and make more money today versus the other stuff, which truthfully is very speculative.
1: Very well put. So point category number B is business networking for the sake of networking. This is Business Network International, Chamber of Commerce, Toastmasters, Entrepreneurs Clubs, Investors Clubs, and so forth. There are lots of them in your town, no matter where you live. And again, you can use meetup.com. You can uh, go to your Facebook pages and find some business networking. I think you should really be mixing that plus the first category, stuff you like to do anyway. That way you're being more broad. Okay. So Uh, Category C, charitable events. These are things like auctions, food drives, toy drives, fundraisers, school and church events. Some of our coaching clients are very good just being, I I think, uh, what was it? I think Jeannie is on her church uh, planning committee. So not only is she on a committee at her church, but it's specifically planning events at her church. You
0: know, Julia, it's important that we point out that the Mm -hmm. nature of the events that you choose have to be more social and more hobby-oriented. Uh, versus, say for example, being on an HOA or right. something like Very that. Very well put. Being yeah. on an HOA yeah. or doing things like that are going. That's not. You might generate leads from that but there's so much contention and people who are joining HOAs just are the love to get in a fight types. So you might want to, you know, really still steer clear of that and go to where people are naturally going to be happy.
1: More leisure type events.
0: Go to the place and do the things where people are doing what they want to do when they want to do it around people that they want to do it with kind of thing. And then you're going to find like-minded people instantly. Doesn't this all intuitively just resonate with all of you? Of course it does. And what some of you are thinking, oh, this is too simple. It needs to be more complicated than this. No, it doesn't.
1: Well, I often you're exactly eight. I had a conversation yesterday about how agents love to complicate everything. And oftentimes when I'm working on this with coaching clients or with the coaches who work with the premier coaching clients, they will ask like, if I were to do this, I am doing this, but if I were in real estate doing this today, what would I choose? What would be my collection of things? So for me, for an example, it would be French Bulldog Rescue. That's people who have similar interests. I would do something like a gardening club and I would definitely, and I am doing like the parent teacher association because I'm around other families that go to the same school that have the kids the same age who are going to the same events.
0: It's funny that she doesn't mention what she does every day, which is uh, doing kettlebells or working out. It tells you how much she dislikes it.
1: Yes. <laughs> it's also funny. hard to talk to somebody when you're swinging a 50 pound weight, but yeah, Well, yes. that's true. But I mean, at the
0: gym. <laughs> and
1: tr- at the gym, I mean, we have lots of different examples of real estate stuff that happens at the gym. It's, you know, because there's so much positivity that there's. A combination of excitement because values are going up. And to your point, when you were talking to Frederick, everybody has real estate on their mind all the time. Mm-hmm. But you combine that with scarcity of inventory, you have an endless supply of conversations about real estate that you can be having.
0: And people are going to, when they realize you're in real estate, they're going to go up to you and they're going to ask you for, you know, the latest, you know, gossip about this or that and the other so naturally you're going to be the center of attention when you walk into any of these places once they realize you're a real estate agent and you don't have to go in there with the wearing a name badge and letting them know you're a real estate agent the conversation will naturally lean into real estate it does all the time anyway with everyone you know we it's interesting some of you guys who are Julie and I's age you'll know, you'll resonate with what I'm about to say there's something that changed in the culture over the last probably 20 years in a meaningful way. Where real, real estate agents, in being in real estate, uh, used to be something that it was a fallback to the fallback to the fallback. There was a poll that USA Today, if I remember correctly, used to do every year. And they would essentially rate the least or the most, the least uh, respected professions. And real estate agents were almost always at the bottom of the list. I haven't seen anyone do a similar poll to that, but I can pretty much guarantee you that's not how it is anymore. So all these TV shows are constantly on that are making it so real estate is actually a career path. Being in real estate, being a realtor, you know, even being on the investor side of the equation, everyone has an interest in it or is participating in it. So the nature of being in real estate has completely changed. The nature of, as a result, even if someone's not going to do anything, you know, professionally speaking in real estate, they still have grown up with a steady diet of real estate uh, TV shows and you know, having real estate, uh, owning real estate, owning multiple homes, or even being in real estate as an aspirational path, everything has changed. Um, and so you've got to you know, open your mind to the fact that having conversations with strangers about real estate is what they want to talk about anyway. So don't be a secret agent. That's the punchline from today's podcast. See the opportunity that's always around you 24 seven. There's always going to be somebody that wants to buy or sell real estate. Stop thinking that you have to buy your business. Stop thinking that you have to essentially drip on people forever before they'll decide to buy a lead or b- before they decide to buy um, or do business with you. And, you know, open your eyes. It, like I'll tell you guys a true story. When Julie and I sold real estate, We sold 103 houses our first year, including our pendings. We had like nine pendings or something. I don't remember. Um, And we sold 100 to 200 homes every year thereafter for about 10 years. And then we started coaching full-time. Well, here's what happened in our own business. Our first year in the business, people ask how we did it. It's exactly like we tell you guys to do it. We are proactive lead generators. We are, you know, Fisbos expireds. We didn't have any centers of influence. I mean, we were in our early 20s, so none of our centers of influence were buying real estate, Right. And then over time, what happened is those centers of influence, I'm sorry, those past clients, they, uh, you, we're taking a lot of listings. I want to make sure you guys are clear on that. The, the fallacy that you have to get into this business and suffer through just buyers is not true. You can be a listing agent right away. We were, and if you look at the pictures that are on Instagram and online about uh, when Julie and I you know, got into the business, we looked like we were still in high school, you know? I mean, because basically we were right out of high school in essence. Our first deal we did when we were 22 and 23. Um, Maybe it was twenty-one. No, no, it was twenty-two and twenty-three. So yeah, fast forward. What happened was, after about four or five years, you know, Julie and I were always, you know, methodically tracking where all of our leads came from. And and the, originally, it was all centers. I'm sorry, it was all you know the FISBOS, the expireds, the actual doing the real work. But what happened on year three or four, I remember very clearly. It was about halfway through the year, and we added up where the business, where the leads originally sourced. And it was astonishing how many of them were starting to come from not just the original people that we helped transact, you know, those original FISBOs that are now looking to transact again, but the centers of influence of past clients, of people that had gotten to know us as being in real estate. So it, it went from all of our business came from proactive lead generation, you know, the FISBOs, the expireds, to the point where about three or four years in, right in there, Julie would remember more than me. She's went off to her call. Then, then essentially 50% of the business was coming from repeat referral centers of influence and past clients. And over time, it worked into being 70 or 80%. Not because we were trying to design it that way or not because we stopped doing the proactively generation. It's because that snowball kept on building and building and building and as it was rolling down the hill, got bigger and bigger and bigger and had more and more momentum. You have to be in the business long enough to experience that. But anyone we've ever coached, anyone who's ever been successful at real estate long term, or by the way, any kind of business where you're selling stuff, You know, they know that the business, the real way you build is going to be from essentially obviously having generated the lead in the first place, having done a great job for that person, staying on top of that person, staying top of mind with that person over the years. And then you're going to get more and more business from them. It takes the uh, liberating yourself from the misconception that you have to buy your leads. Because if you're in the lead buying mindset, not only are you probably not making any net profit. But you're never going to allow more. You're always buying leads and chasing these mediocre to crappy leads. You're never taking the time to learn how to proactively lead generate yourself. Um, And again, hopefully you guys have understood from our notes today that we're asking you to do what you love doing around people who also love doing the same thing. And so in other words, you can be yourself. You don't have to be contentious or worried that you're going to say something wrong. You're just having fun playing pickleball or whatever. All of you can do that. (laughs) So our homework for all of you today is go out and have fun. You know, do what Julie's coaching clients are all doing and make a list of the social activities you're going to do. Make a list of the things that you already are planning on doing and then be proactive. I remember we had this uh, coaching client named uh, Dave Bouthard, I think his last name was, in uh, Austin, Texas. And he would, he came, Julie was coaching him, and he came to the coaching call and Julie told me about this because it was he was so, frankly, direct, and I thought it was funny. He said, no matter what you asked me to do, and I've had coaching clients like this too, all of our coaches have, I'm never going to call it this book expired. And what do you think we're going to say? Okay, fine. Don't call it this book expired. So then we asked the question we asked all of you. So what do you like doing? Well, Dave, in particular, loved to play golf. And he was quite good at it. And so Julie said, okay, so tell me about your playing golf. And he kind of like, he belonged to like two or three different clubs and you know, he spent, he was spending a whole bunch of time every week playing golf. And so Julie said, okay, so you will play golf, obviously. You're good at it. You're, you know, This is something you enjoy doing. So tell me the people you play with. Well, here's where it got interesting. He played golf every single week with almost the exact same guys. So in other words, he was showing up Monday playing with the same guys, Tuesdays playing with the same guys. And so he wasn't getting to know any new people and he wasn't actually having real direct conversations about real estate. Well, one day he was playing golf and one of his friends in one of these golf groups that he was playing in, four or five guys, was ask, was telling Dave about this You know, co- home he just went into contract on, and how he just listed his home. And Dave then finally had the epiphany. And yes, the guy did not use Dave, but Dave finally had the epiphany that not only does he need to be more proactive in reminding everyone that he's in the business of buying and selling real estate, which would have only taken uh, bringing it up and having it as a conversation topic, you know, on the regular, uh, but... He would have, you know, frankly, he needed to then start rotating who he was playing golf with. So maybe on Monday he plays with, you know, these five guys. And then the following Monday, he maybe plays with three of those five guys and brings in two other guys. He's always working to build his, his uh, centers of influence and past client doing what he already loved to do, which was playing golf. All of you guys can do the same thing. When Julie and I were in Orange Theory, going to Orange Theory in Georgetown, we would go um, at the same. We would go every single day at the same time. Now, if we were in real estate, wanting to generate real estate leads, we would go Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and we might go at like eight thirty a.m. Pick your time. Then on Tuesdays and Thursdays, we go at a different time so we can create friendships with different groups of people. Um, Just word to the wise, the earlier you go, the grouchier the people are because they're wanting to get their workout done so they can go to work. So, you know, arrive at a time when people are going to be done with the morning rush and before the afternoon rush, when it's over. You guys get it? So think logically about this and you will find very quickly you're going to start generating real estate leads. Oh, and by the way, you're going to have more fun. You're going to probably get in better shape. You, You guys get what I'm getting at here? So be yourself doing what you love to do around people who share the same passion And this should always be your first spoke on your lead generation wheel. Hopefully this motivates you. Hopefully it opens your eyes to realize that there's opportunity all around you at all times. And you are in the right place at the right time. Now it's time for you to take the right actions. Thank you for keeping this the number one listened to daily podcast for real estate agents in at least the United States. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow.
1: This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.